He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. Every day, Joe Biden and I talk about and work together with our partners, like former leader Hoyer, current leader Hoyer, um, to lower the cost for the people of our nation, because you are a leader. For working families, we have reduced heating and electricity bills. So folks have more money in their pocket to buy things like school supplies, replace the dishwasher, or take a family vacation. <laughs> All right, there's Kamala Harris, folks. I'm Drew Berkowitz. That was her lying her ass off, by the way. Saying, first, first and foremost, saying that she and Joe Biden talk about you and stuff every day. They don't, guys, they don't talk about you. First of all, they don't see each other every day. They certainly don't talk about you or me or us collectively every day. They don't care. And and more importantly, costs, costs are not going down. And people do not have more money sitting in their, Disco, do you have more money sitting in your account right now? I'm, I'm afraid to answer that because uh, I work for you, but... Yeah, but well, no. I mean, this, we, we won't take this up with HR. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. No one does. But no. no one has that. No one has more money sitting in their account. According to all sorts of polls, even CBS, who obviously hates America too, over 60% of Americans consistently over their last several polls, and I think that figure is probably higher because it's a CBS poll, but they're not happy with the economy. They're not happy with their bank accounts. It's just utter hogwash. Hogwash is the term that apparently hogwash. I'm going to say a lot today because I've said it twice already. It must, must be word of the day. Hogwash. Yeah. Hogwash, mm. also known as, used in a sentence. Um, do we the start doing word of the, the day? Word. Yeah, man. <laughs> the show is brought to you by the word of the day, and that is hogwash. <laughs> didn't, didn't Bill O'Reilly used to do word of the day? I think so. I don't know. Yeah, um all right, well, we have a lot to get into today. We got This is our last show of the week. If you're new here, we go Monday through Thursday, we go hard, and then we take a break. And I say break, there's never any break. The, the studio's always going. We're about to move into a new studio. There's exciting things happening. We're producing 700 other shows, it feels like, right now. But it's the last day of the week for this. It's the last day of the week for Booze and Banter. Today on the show, we're going to get into how this administration continues to fail the people of East Palestine. They just got there. They just got there, and the only reason they even got there now is because Trump was going there. And again, if you're new here, you're a troll. This isn't an all-Donald Trump show. We're in America over party or over candidate kind of a show. But they weren't going until he went there. So we're going to get into that, their failures. There's some amazing clips, by the way. We're going to get into Trump's actual visit, which has some out. We could probably do hours based on the sound bites and video clips that we have of Trump, but we're not going to, you know, we won't go too far. And then we're going to get into meme-tastic. It's, it's Thursday. We do meme-tastic around these parts on Thursday. So we're going to look at some memes and get into those. Then on, on booze and banter, you know, that, that dude who they, they gave an Admiral tab to who thinks he has a vagina, but doesn't He goes by the name, Rachel Levine. There's a children's book that's celebrating women that features Rachel Levine. The most, I, I, I'm sorry, this sounds mean-spirited, and I guess it just is, but the most vile-looking creature of the trans community, perhaps of all, like, celebrated as a... Well, you can see the picture there for yourself. I mean, it, that's a... That, 
Like, you know what? Let's get off that picture. That's a lot to look at. It's a lot to take in. We'll talk about it more there. I still think Dana Carvey would be making a a good uh, run at him on Saturday Night Live if he was on it. Dana Carvey would do amazing. I saw on Twitter, I didn't look far into it, full, full disclosure, but that John Lovitz and Dana Carvey had a reunion. They were out and, and doing stuff mm. together. Um, those are the days. Those, those are the days when things were still good on SNL. But we're going to get into Rachel Levine. Sam Britton was on that photo. There's a reason why. We're going to get into that. If you haven't seen this story, it's remarkably hilarious and also tragic at the same time. There's more troops going to Taiwan. There's lots of stuff. There's a KJP clip that we didn't get in, and we don't have time to get into the show today. But she kind of... She kind of told us what we all knew and what we all thought already about who was in charge. We'll, we'll get into all that on Booze and Banter. You can sign up at redvoicemedia.com. Use promo code DREW. If you want to be real specific, you can go to redvoicemedia.com forward slash Drew Crew and sign up there. Either way works. Just either use promo code DREW or go to forward slash Drew Crew. Sign up. You can try it for a dollar, you guys. You got nothing to lose. Try it for a dollar. You get a week for a dollar. Check out everything else we got going over on uh, over on Red Voice Media. Check out Booze and Banter. We'll have a good time. We'll wrap up the week the right way. We're excited about it. You should be excited about it, too. You're also, by the way, like I said, you get access to other content over there, too. But let's get into the stories for the show today. Because Mayor Pete finally made his way to East Palestine for his obligatory photo op. Three weeks Three weeks as the Secretary of Transportation after the train derailment that has sent that community into a tailspin. It has been tragic. It has been sad. It has been all of those things, and it's going to be, unfortunately, for a long time. But there's a lot of clips or images we could show, you know, him in his top hat and his yellow vest and all this stuff. Like, oh, my gosh, stop it. Stop it, Pete. But what I want to show is he walking into a press conference, and Savannah Hernandez asked Mayor Pete – why it took him three weeks for him to arrive in East Palestine. Fair question, right? Good question. This was the exchange, and it's it, by the newsflash, it doesn't really involve Pete that much. Take a listen. Mayor Pete, why did it take you an entire two and a half weeks to actually get here to respond to East Palestine? Will you apologize to the residents of this city for, for the, the, the slow response? To the government's slow response, do you have any apology? I'm press person, I can help you. Sure, I'm, I'm sure, sure, sure. So can, can, can we ask why it took him almost three weeks to get here? I'm sorry, I don't want to do this on camera. What was his personal time off while there was a tragedy happening here? And can camera. we also ask, too, why it, uh, you know, he waited until President Donald Trump came here to actually make an appearance? This is a very important question that people across America would like to I'm know. I'm happy to have a conversation with you. I do not want to be on camera. Well, please put your cameras away. I'm sorry, we're on a public area, uh, so we are allowed as press. I, you guys, I would like you guys to turn your cameras off. You're not on I'm my happy. camera. Well, I'm on a con camera. I would like your cameras to be off, and then I'm happy to talk to you guys. Well, if you're the press secretary of the secretary of the Department of Transportation, don't you think you should be able to ask questions from the American public that Absolutely. you serve? Absolutely. I would like to do it without the camera on. Can I ask why? I think that is a little bit aggressive. That's why. Why is it aggressive? I'm, on I'm behalf of the American people, I'm just asking why he has not been here until Donald Trump He's came. Asked them. He's asked three several times for them to turn the cameras off, and they will not do it. Okay, well, they've been able to walk away. Would you like to go inside? I do not. I will walk this way. 
Can I ask what the secretary is going to do with the picture of Jenny Pear? He took her the other day when he, she was asking a question in Washington, like, D.C. I'm happy to answer your questions. I would like you guys to not have your cameras on. I, I had my camera off a minute ago. If I turn it off, you all have your cameras on. I can see them. You guys, I'm happy to have this conversation. Like, all right, y'all. So we are with the press okay, secretary for Pete Buttigieg. And right now we are being told that we are not supposed to be question. filming. Again, we are well, here right on behalf now, of the American public because we would like to have the conversation and we would like to ask the question as to why um, again, it took almost three weeks for Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg to be here on the ground. Uh, he waited until Donald Trump came here to actually be here and speak to residents. Uh, the people here have been quite tight-knit about when we can ask questions. And again, we're here on behalf of the American public, and we wish we could be able to ask these questions. But for some reason, uh, you know, we're, we're not allowed. All right. So, of course, Pete, by the way, doesn't answer any questions. He ducks his freshly cut, you know, head of hair stepped in as quickly to the press conference as he could. But then you've got Pete's press secretary, who, by the cute girl, cute girl. I wish she, I wish she was, you know, had different, different views of the world than she does, who would not answer any questions. Kept saying, I won't answer questions on camera. I will, but I won't do it on camera. I mean, I don't know if you got that. I mean, she said it about 400 times, but, but she got that. And again, real quick, let me just address this real quick, because Larry's here blaming Republicans for everything. Now Republicans are judging Democrats' reactions, talking about how Republicans uh, you know, went after the rail lines. He, here's one view on this whole thing, Blair. Okay? And we're going to get into a bunch of stuff here. But, but I want you to understand something. I said this on Foreign and Domestic today, which will air on Red Voice Media Saturday. Uh, you know, Ray Dietrich, you know, the CEO of Red Voice Media, and I show over there and i stand by this even if even if you don't care about east palestine as a democrat now i'm not saying you i'm saying the the party and, and the leadership who's in place you need to and and this press secretary and biden's team and everyone's team needs to be saying hey look we get it we don't care we don't care enough compared to what what the american public thinks we should care but we have to go there, and we have to go there fast regardless. Even if it's just a photo op, a handshake, all of this stuff, we have to do this just for optics. I don't understand for the life of me how the Democrats, if you're clearly Larry's a Democrat, like I don't understand for the life of me how you, you don't get that and understand that you need to get there, you need to get there fast, and sell, if nothing else, sell the message that you care. Clearly they don't. And it's not just because of East Palestine, it's because of a lot of things. But how, how they got to that point where it's like, yeah, we well, whatever, we'll take our time. We'll go to Ukraine first. We'll do this, that, and the other. That my, my biggest point on this whole thing is the Democrats screwed the pooch on this. They should have gotten there, whether they cared, didn't care, or were somewhere in between unsure. You know, maybe, maybe they're changing their genders every day. Maybe they're changing their views every day. I don't care. Whatever. Do you. You got to understand. You've got to get there when these types of events happen. And the same thing goes for Republicans. You've got to get there if you're in charge, you're in the White House, you're controlling, you know, the cabinet, all of this stuff. You've got to get there right away and send a message that we're here for you. That message has not been sent. There's no way to argue that that message has been sent. I got a question for you. Yeah. What's the job of someone who, what would be the job description of a press secretary? To talk to the press. Yeah. And be on camera. And, and so all she's of not that getting stuff. paid for she's, she's she's like their paychecks not coming through then because she wouldn't talk to the press or to anybody apparently right 
Right. Well, and, and look, Larry's saying the rail industry cut th hundreds of thousands of jobs and common sense safety measures. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to say all of that's true or not true. Here's what I am saying. In this particular instance, we've got lots of infrastructure issues across the board. We do. We can all agree on that. That's not a partisan issue. It shouldn't be. We've got infrastructure issues that we have to address. But <clears throat> in terms of response, which is what we are talking about here, response, we need to respond better. We need to take care of our own people. And I don't give a, a shit who's in office. We need to take better care of our people. What's the point? But as you're saying here, Disco, she refuses to be on camera. She's willing to talk, but she won't be on camera. And that's a big ploy of the, of the, of the communists. They don't want to leave any recorded evidence that can be used against them later because they need deniability. They, they need to have the leverage of no evidence so they can create a he said, she said kind of a dispute, right? And then once they gain the leverage, which they often do, they use the bullying tactic of demeaning their accuser and calling them an extremist or a terrorist or this or that, whatever. Fill in the blank with your term. But that tactic helps ensure the Marxist loyalists will dutifully lap up every poisonous narrative that is set forth by their government betters. And, and their, their hypocrisy is on full display every single day with their lack of transparency. They're the party who's always jumping up and down and screaming that there's no transparency and democracy dies in darkness. We talked about it this week on a couple other issues. And so, look, some might be put off by Savannah's approach and how she did things and stayed with it, you know, stuck with it. Her stick to which is a great word. It's a long word. I don't know if it's actually a word word, but we all use it and I like it. It's a shirt now. It's a shirt now. That's, we're going to have to, it's going to be a small font, but, um, <laughs> But I appreciate her aggressive style and not giving in to the demands of the press secretary to shut her camera off. Because what she's trying to do, what the press secretary, Pete's press secretary is trying to do, other than control the narrative, is she's trying to assert dominance in this case over Savannah by making Savannah do something that she doesn't want to do, doesn't need to do. She's metaphorically trying to make Savannah bend the knee to her and let Savannah know who's in, in you know, the right positions in the pecking order there. These guys want democracy to die in darkness. That way they can assert authoritarian control over the citizens of the United States. And this exchange is just another example of that. The communists need to control the propaganda messaging. That's, that, that is consistent across the board. We can talk about any issue. That is consistent to how they do things. Again, for, for folks like Larry who are here today, that doesn't make Republicans A-OK -okay and they're in the clear and it's all, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. But in their case, that is how they like to play the game. Disco. Do you remember last week? I think it was last week or the week before when Pete was at some kind of, I don't know, he was on some kind of panel and he was talking about how construction is racist. Yes. Well, yeah, the construction industry is racist. There needs to be more black and yeah. Latino. and, and I, This has been yeah. my favorite post that's come out so far. Pete on the ground in East Palestine to make sure all the construction workers aren't white. Yes. That's, <laughs> and he's that. got a hard hat and vest on. <laughs> uh, I love uh, the other ones, too, where it's like he found his Halloween costume. Like, oh, yeah. Pete. <laughs> yeah. and, and look, Pete's easy to pick on. It, it, it just is what it is. Uh, this it's, guy... To me, it's just a simple answer. 
what took him so long? And if it was like, well, he was on, you know, he was on a leave or whatever, like it's even if it was just something like that, well, he was, you know, he had a vacation time that he was on and, and, you know, whatever. Okay, cool. Cause that's what it seemed like it was when we had, was it yesterday we showed the video of where, or the day before where it was like him walking with his husband and it's like, why haven't gone to East Palestine? It's like, well, I've already shared my thoughts with the press. You can go to that. You know, it's like, clearly he didn't care. And this just goes to show that he still doesn't care. Well, that's the thing. Again, it's messaging, right? Like, again, the messaging doesn't have to represent your beliefs or your values. It should. I, I'm a firm believer that it should. Like, I, I, 100% it should. But that's not the world we live in. What I always say when it comes to the Democrats, and I say it on Republicans too, and if you're here you know, frequently, you, you know that to be true, is you got to get your messaging better. The message has to at least be that we care about you and, and make it look like we're doing everything that we can to support you. And I don't care who the president is, what their name is, what letters by their name, any of that stuff. That needs to be the messaging. But that's we've gotten to the point where that rarely is the case, where it's just like, yeah, well, we got other stuff to do. We're going to do this, and you know, if you if you question us, you're a domestic terrorist. Like, I mean, like, we've just kind of skipped multiple steps in the conversation to the point where now that's that's where we are. But it was interesting. So, you know, we're going to kind of break this up. We're going to we're going to get to Trump's part and and I'm sure Larry's going to lose his mind on that. But we're going to get to Trump's part. But first we're going to get you know, we we talked about Pete. We talked about Pete's press secretary. We had the EPA administrator Michael Reagan who appeared on Jake Tapper's very lowly rated show last night. And he was asked if he had any questions for Norfolk Southern, the the rail line who who of course was involved in this incident, and if he had any you know, questions specifically for their executives, here's his answer. What question do you want to ask him? Uh, I, I don't have any questions for the CEO of Nor- Norfolk Southern. I have some orders for the company. And uh, the orders are that uh, the company will comply uh, with our order, which compels them uh, to take full responsibility, full accountability for the trauma they've inflicted on this community and the damage that they've caused. And EPA will use all of its authority to do so. So I'm hopeful that the company will comply with our order uh, in a very orderly fashion, timely fashion, be efficient for the information we're looking for, because we want to clean this mess up as quickly as possible. The people of East Palestine deserve better. They deserve immediate action. And EPA is going to do its part to ensure that we stand by and stand with this community. I love it. So, so notice how Michael Reagan has some orders. Tries to sound tough, right? I've got some orders, and this is what we're telling them, Norfolk Southern, that they have to do. But there's no questions. And also, he says throughout multiple times, I'm going to tell them this, and I hope that they listen. Like, he tries to make it seem like they have no choice. But at the same time, they have a choice, and, and we'll see what happens. I don't know. We'll not, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. You're going to flex on them. To assert the fact that you're the boss, but then <laughs> just, he said specifically, the company will comply with our order, which tells them that they will, will, will take full responsibility, full accountability for the trauma they've inflicted on this community, the damage that they caused, that they've caused, and the EPA will use all of its uh, authority to do so. What does that sentence even mean? It means, uh, I'll tell you what it means. It means nothing. He's just using safe words and word buzzwords 
responsibility, accountability, trauma, things that make it seem like, again, remember, we got to pull those emotional heartstrings. I'll do my cow utter thing here. Like, you got to tug on those things because that's what the naive, emotional American public is going to resonate with in their mind. And, and, and he's right. And it, it, there's a reason they do it because it does work. They're, they're key words that every leftist has to use. But all he's literally doing is putting together words or putting together a sentence using these words that don't actually mean anything or say anything they're great again the democrats are great with communicating with emotion pulling people into those emotions they're experts at it well it's, he, it's like it's like he's trying to get them to make a statement saying we were at fault i'm sorry about you know and like in and making you know like trying to get that out so then so then no one's going to be pushing on the epa or anyone else we see it was on them you know but it's, well look it's, this isn't the epa's fault what yeah. happened is not the epa's fault yeah. obviously that what the way but it's been handled <laughs> the way it's been handled absolutely is i mean they said the other day uh, we've talked about it multiple times in the show this week and i think it's really telling they said the other day we the epa who people have been demanding come obviously it's not just the epa i'm not i'm not you know, narrow-minded enough to think only they should respond. It's FEMA. It's so many, so many people should be responding. But EPA said, we will get there and help the people when we think it's safe. You guys, that is a very telling statement. We don't really care about you. We know we've got to get there for optics. We will do something at some point down the road at a TBD time. But right now it's not safe for us because it's definitely not safe for you. So we're not coming like that. That was the messaging they put out. Again, this all comes down to messaging. I don't. I do care if they care. I want them to care. But you need to at least pretend that you care. It's it's not a hard plan. It's not a hard plan at all. So starting on Monday, and every Monday until the cleanup has concluded, the EPA will reportedly, according to him, meet with Norfolk Southern to get an update on the cleaning process. And after we receive the update, we'll hold a press conference to update the progress of the cleanup and report on their air and water qualities. That, that's what they're saying. But, but listen, you guys, again, they're so, so far behind on this. And what he just said, I mean, he, he literally said nothing. And they are doing nothing. They're trying to show that they're doing something with this photo op. This what? Did you guys see this, um, this water drinking photo op? It was amazing to see. So you had Rhino Mike DeWine, right, along with Michael Reagan from the EPA, who staged a photo op where they're going to drink some tap water in East Palestine. Again, three weeks too late. And you got the guy in the yellow shirt who's smiling there, filling up glasses of water, passing them out. The room has this weird, if you've watched it with audio too, weird energy with some awkward silence that's peppered with some nervous laughter. Laughter, And it's almost like they're thinking to themselves, I don't really want to do this, but I have to. I'm not really sure if this water's okay. And then the smoothest move of all is coming up here in a second. But you had Michael Reagan. Well, it just happened. Michael Reagan has been handed a glass of water. The group realizes that they're short of glasses. So the yellow shirt dude starts filling up red solo cups. Usually you're at an event with red solo cups. It's a lot more fun than this. But what he does is he hands off his glass to the congressman and, and opts for the red solo cup. Because it doesn't show how much he's drank. It's a slick move. I'll give him credit. Slick move. And then they start cheering, and the dude in the yellow shirt, they all start pretending like they're drinking. But they're, look, here's what's happening there. 
The, the dude in the yellow shirt's pertaining to gulp. They're, they're letting that water hit their lips. They're not drinking shit. And if they are, it's not much. I, these guys are terrified. This is all for optics. It's all for optics. They do that, and then they dump it out, and they move on. Like, that was good. Do you think everyone bought that? Cool. Let's, let's move on. And honestly, that, in my opinion... In my opinion, that particular photo op right there as it pertains to this whole East Palestine thing, the disaster that it's been from a PR standpoint up to this point, and then they try and cap it off like, don't worry, you're safe. You can drink the water. You can shower in the water. We're going to prove it to you by drinking but not really drinking. That photo op right there did more, more damage, more harm than, than, uh, than help. I, I just don't think it was helpful. If I'm living in that, if I'm a resident of East Palestine – it, Disco, if you see that, that video and you live down the street, are you like, okay, I'm good to go? <laughs> no. No, like they don't look confident at all. They're like, <laughs> and then they put it down like, I, 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 it's just, again, it's remarkable. I, I mean, so here's the thing. I remember, especially like when growing up in Florida and living in Florida before we moved out here. Remember like when a water main would break? And then you'd get an update like, hey, if you live in this county, don't don't drink the water from your tap. You have to boil it for like seven days, even after it's fixed. Right. You got to boil it for seven days. Yeah, we got one. We got one actually a few months ago at our house. Yeah. So you're telling me three weeks later is enough to make sure that all these these highly like toxic chemical, the vinyl chloride has gone. It's safe. It's gone. I, it's it's that's hard for me unless someone can prove to me to the science like yeah it's gone like you know you know like look at this and show how it'd be washed away because it's like even still after seven days drinking tap like if you have to if you drink from the tap or, or if your if your filter's hooked up to the water coming out it still tastes funky it's it's still not just right because not everything is cleaned out perfectly or flushed out so you're telling me that this is it's just I I don't. I would no. It would be we're we're either moving or if we can't move, we're only drinking bottled water and and then we're not taking showers. <laughs> you know, like I, you know, right. like it's. No, it's, I'll say this flip side: if you want to lose weight, you know, explosive diarrhea could be a great great way to do it. You know, you just <laughs> yeah, just really get it. Come come on down to East Palestine, Ohio to lose some weight. Like I, I just I I just don't know how they can push this and say, oh, it's fine when people are like, my skin's burning whenever I take a shower. Right. Like. Okay. Yeah. Something's wrong. No, something's definitely wrong. Um, all right, we got a lot of stuff to get into for Trump. It's going to drive Larry crazy. I'll say this, too. There's some trolls here today. Larry's one of them. You, you think that only your opinion matters, and we have a different community than almost every show out there on the World Wide Web. We, we let people come here and be a part of this. BM, damn glad to see you. So good to see you. Um, case in point, we, we have a community. People come here for the community. Uh, it's, it's part of what we do. You're welcome to come and be a part of the community, but if you're going to be an antagonistic douche, then you will get kicked out of the community. So that goes for anyone. Goes for anyone. There are other opinions that are welcome out there. If you think you're better than yourself, then you're probably going to die alone. Uh, and we'll laugh when it happens, but <clears throat> let's get to question of the day. Let's get things a little bit, uh, this is, it's, it's kind of, it's, I don't know. It's not super serious. Let's, let's get to the question of the day, which is this today. It is, if there's one other flag, obviously we've got lots of stuff here that 
in this country. People, you know, whether it's the LGBTQ flag, whether, you know, these days the Ukrainian flag, all this kind of stuff. People put it up. If there's one other flag that is acceptable to you, what is that flag? Let is let us know, excuse me, what that flag is. What is the other flag? We'll get to your responses on the other side. We're going to get into Trump's visit there. It's going to be great because there's some awesome clips. We'll see you there. Stick around. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank you for your continued support by bringing you the biggest bath sale ever. Get my six-piece towel sets for the lowest price ever, only $39.96. His and her bathrobes, 50% off. Bath mats for as low as $17.49. And I'm also excited to announce the original My Slippers are back in stock. And now they come in even more colors and wide sizes. They're made with the same great patented technology. And yes, you'll still save $90 a pair. So get the biggest savings ever on bath sheets, bath mats, washcloths, hand towels, bathrobes, slippers, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and get deep discounts on all MyPillow bath products, including our six-piece towel sets. Regular $89.98, now only $39.96. Get all your shopping in while quantities last, so please order now. responses the question was if you were okay with one flag or one other flag outside of the american flag obviously was acceptable to you what would that flag be we've got answers coming in we've got the confederate flag from joella don't tread on me from matilda thank you um we've got my my pfufa flag pro football ultimate fan association the others the dallas cowboys okay shelby all right a, that's a Texas girl right there if I've ever seen. We got Carrie Lynn saying the Gadsden flag. Carol Davis says your state flag, the POWMIA flag. I display mine proudly. My dad's a Vietnam veteran. He served 30 years in the Navy. Thank you for you and your family's service, uh, Amy. That's awesome. Okay, keep coming. Keep coming with the answers. Christian flag says feather catcher. Back the blue says ginger. The POW flag, another one of those. POW flag, let's go Brandon. That's a great one, too. Don't tread on me. Lots of stuff coming in. Disco, what are, what's your answer? Answer. What's your answer? You good? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> um, My stroke gosh, is over. You know, I'm... <laughs> all right, good. Thank you. Um, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you made it through. I would have to say, you know, the Christian flag, I, I you know, have had family members who are POW, so that I feel like that's a good one, too. Um I just, you know, I was actually waiting to see if anyone was going to see the Texas flag. <laughs> well, some, um, Carol Davis said the state flag. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sending okay, you yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But Carol Davis oh, said fine. the state flag. Um, yeah, I mean, like Florida flag. I mean, like that's, you know, grew, born and raised Florida and, you know, missed that state. Can't wait to be back. And um, One month. Yeah, I, like, uh, I, I don't know. I just remember, you know, growing up, you know, I, I mean, I, it was very – minimal but i did a little bit of royal rangers growing up at a good at a good church that we were at and what was that it, it, royal rangers i don't know what that is 
Rogue? Uh, it's just like Royal Rangers. Oh, Royal Ra I still don't know what that is. It's like the Christian version of Boy Scouts. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, okay. like you start out as like a buckaroo, and then you move up, and you become a pioneer, and you do all these different – so it's really cool. But they did push a lot on the Christian flag and, and the meaning behind it and everything. It was really, really cool. So I just it, – it, it's but it's hard to uh, – Hard to pass up old lady liberty. I don't know. You know, like Well, yeah, no, obviously like, that that has to go there. I mean, if you don't yeah. choose that as your first flag, then you can go F yourself. I mean, that's that's <laughs> kind of our standpoint here at the show. Um, we're we're pretty clear about how we feel about things. But if there you were don't shoot big red, then fuck you. <laughs> that's such a great movie commercial. Oh, uh there are some great answers though. There were they were the Gatson flag, as Matilda said, great choices on the flag. State flags all work. I think the POW one's great. I tend to go back and forth. I would say, you know, I like the Gatson flag, for example. Um, I think there's a lot of other great ones. And, and and look, the auspices for this question, obviously, what kind of popped in is we've had embassies. We've had government organizations who want to fly the LGBTQ flag. We they want to fly the Black Lives Matter flag, which should be a terrorist organization. We've got all that stuff. I would say that it's probably, for me, either Florida or the POW flag, obviously lower on the on the flag staff than, um, 100%. than the American flag. But but I would say it's one of those two. The POW one is is the real deal. It's important. I think your state is is an important one, too. But as, 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 as people are saying, I mean, the American flag encompasses all of that. So because of that, I think that I would probably say, you know, lady liberty and then the pow flag um and really when it comes to issues issue flags and i guess that would kind of fall in that i mean it's an important issue it's a real issue it's the real deal that is that is one um that fits there shirley says my american flag has been flying at half mast since biden got in and it'll stay that way every day so i'll tell you I, well, I think I told you on the show when it happened, when the Afghanistan thing happened. Y'all, I deployed over 30 times to Afghanistan. I'm not saying that to boast or brag or be like, oh, thank, you know, have you thank me. or do, That's not why I'm saying that. But I did spend most of my adult life there. I lost teammates there. I've seen all sorts of stuff there. And when we had all of that happen in the end, the way it went down, the way that Biden did, I took my damn flag down. I've never... I, 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 I remember, I mean, we were at a different orientation on the set that you're at, and we had the flag up in the background. And I remember I was like, no flag? And you're like, I don't want to talk about it. And then we went live. <laughs> you know, it was just like, like, afterwards you told me, what was, I was like, oh, man. And that was a big deal because I remember when we first met, it was like, you know, we had you know flags flying in the office and everything. We made sure it was all perfect, making sure everything was good on sets and stuff. Right. And then we both agreed, like, it's a big deal. And the fact that you took it down then, I was like, oh, I took man, it down in really, the studio. I took it down something. in my house, you know, on our mailbox. I took it down everywhere. And for people saying thank you, you're welcome. I, it was my pleasure to serve. Um, I loved it. I loved my teammates. I loved the mission we did. But I was pissed. I'm still pissed. I still don't feel proud about where we are as a country flying that flag. I just know that we need to get back there. So it's flying again. It's flying loud and proud. And, and we're going to we're gonna fight for this damn country because she's worth fighting for. Black Dynamite, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, but, that, but, you know, that's where we are. Anyways, uh, I'm going with PO. I think I'll go with POW. That's, that's where I'm landing. I think there's other yeah. acceptable solutions. It's not the only one. Um, let's get to, you know, some people said the Trump flag. Let's get to Trump because he, he came to Ohio. He made the announcement that he was coming. And and that's at which point all the government agencies said that they were going to come. 
So Trump, Trump Force One touched down in Ohio yesterday, and the 45th president of the United States met with some of the residents of East Palestine, Ohio, and got a firsthand look of the damage that was caused by this whole Norfolk Southern derailment and the de detonation and, and the consequences that came with said detonation of vinyl chloride tanks. And of course, the, the left absolutely lost their mind about Trump's visit. Trump goes to do something good. And again, I don't care if you're a Trump guy, not a Trump guy, if you're torn on Trump, whatever. I don't care. I really don't. And that doesn't mean I don't care about you. I just don't care where you land on that issue because it's not the only thing that matters. But they've all lost their mind over this. And an example of, of them losing their mind over Trump's visit is we'll, we'll, we'll share this tweet here. A shrill tweet from this beta, Brian uh, Krasenstein, okay? So he put it out. We can just put it up and leave it on the screen. But he said, Trump, who claims to be a billionaire, sent 13 pallets of Trump water and some Goya beans and cleaning supplies to East Palestine worth approximately $10,000. And he's whining about it. Well, guess what, Brian? I, first of all, I'm sure it's more than $10,000. But even if it isn't, it's 10 grand more than your beloved mommy government has sent to East Palestine. They haven't even sent people to East Palestine until just now. He goes on to talk about how the water from was the water from was from his own company. Who the freak cares? Nobody knows if the water is safe to drink in East Palestine. That photo op we just showed minutes ago before the break didn't exactly inspire confidence in the in the local populace. So you're complaining about the brand of bottled water that Trump bought, brought, excuse me, clear, pure drinking water. He says the water almost certainly was bought by his campaign. Says who? You? Some random ass dude on Twitter? Like, there's no proof in that statement. And again, it honestly doesn't matter. Says Trump's company likely profited by all this. There's absolutely no proof in that statement either. Using the profit in the negative context is a very common Marxist trope. Always remind people that profit is the driver and not the kindness. Reminder, when it comes to Trump, too, by the way, he was, he, they're making this all about his profit. Again, I don't care if you're an all-in on Trump guy, all-in on DeSantis guy, or if you're someone who doesn't like either. This is a dude who didn't even take his presidential salary. So maybe check that shit at the door. He goes on to say Trump advertised his water company in a press conference, press appearance. I I don't I don't I don't see that. I, I just I don't see that. I, I you're missing me on every point so far. Trump used his appearance to campaign for president. You guys, Biden, Brian, I'll speak to you specifically, Mr. Krasenstein. Biden just flew to Eastern Europe. Called Putin, asked for a ceasefire so he could have a meeting and a photo op with Zelensky. So all that footage could be used in campaign ads. Excuse me, as I, as I choke on myself. Used in campaign ads. That's all that was. They got a bunch of B-roll for campaign ads. So try again. That, it's absolutely nonsensical. And you know what? Also on that point, he is running for president. And people who are president or who are running for president need to do the right thing. And they need to show the American people that they're going to do the right thing. And Biden didn't, and Trump did. Well, yeah. <laughs> so what he's saying is that anyone running for president from here on out, any act that they go and do where they, like, go to a hospital or go to a church and there's a photo op, that's you're not allowed to do that anymore? 
Yeah. You're not, you're not I, to, you're not to... Everyone's got a campaign like Biden did from the basement. Like that's and how it's got to w- be. And what I would say is regardless if it's campaign season or not for Trump, he still probably would have went there. Right. And he, done uh, it because no one else was doing anything. At least he showed up. At least he started providing aid that no one else was providing. Like, where you know, like, right. okay. It's, uh, okay, cool. He used his own water company. Okay, well, I mean, that was probably the best deal that he could get on water because he owns the company. Right. He wanted to give the largest <laughs> volume of water possible. <laughs> like, you know, and it's and it, well, okay. So fine. Shame on you, Zephyr Hills, for not stepping up. Shame on you, you know, like Deer Park or Ozark. Oh my gosh. Well, like it, it's it doesn't matter who gives the water. The water's there. It doesn't matter what's on the label. What's there? They right. have water now. Right. They can drink. They're not going to get sick. It's it's a pretty simple concept. Just do the right thing, even if there's some stuff that's questionable in the right thing. These people drive me crazy. But I mean, here well, here's some of the supplies. But, like, but, well, just real quick, even with like, gosh, Lindsey Graham yesterday going up saying I support the war and all that stuff. That's him advertising for the stuff that lines his pockets, but without saying buy my new water. He's you know he's saying he's advertising this, the the war so he can make money. So if he's not okay with that, he should be not okay with any other politician pushing any other agenda we need the green new deal or whatever it is it doesn't like he should that person should brian whatever his last name was should not be okay with anyone any politician talking about any issue out there because they're all backed by that that's why they push those things right yeah no sorry yeah i'm sorry fire away fire away (laughs) it's i mean it's open forum here on this is my show um but here, I mean, like, literally, look at the, we'll just play this B-roll as we're kind of talking here. But, like, here's some of the supplies that Crybaby Brian had mentioned in his tweet. These supplies that you're seeing unloaded from this this truck are coming out of Trump's pocket. And it, who knows? Like, maybe it's his personal pocket, the campaign, the Trump organization. It doesn't matter. What matters is he showed up when the government didn't. That's the end of the story. It really is the end of the story. The rest are details that don't don't matter. What matters is he did the right thing by being there, by being present, and by dropping off food and water to be distributed to the residents, something they greatly need right now. Self-reliance is a totally foreign concept to anyone in the Democrat Party or, or any Marxist revolutionary. They just don't get it. The idea that individuals have their own agency and are not dependent on the government is a totally foreign concept to them. And it's a instinct that the communist needs, <coughs> excuse me, it needs to weed out of every American because it's poison. If your goal, the communist goal, which it is, is to make individuals dependent on the government. That's what we see time and time again. They want bigger government. They want more government. They want no middle class. They want everyone who's who's down beneath them, which is everyone at that point to be reliant upon them. That's, that's how you do things. Uh, I, I, I try out. to find the, the, I try to find the good, good in everything. I try, I try my hardest. Sometimes it's hard, but if there's one good thing we could take from this tweet that we just read, you know, like how dare Trump either a spend his own money to buy supplies. How dare Trump take, uh, <laughs> profitable goods from his own company and give it to this city. How dare he take money out of his own campaign 
uh, like fund to bring uh, supplies to this. How dare he? It's at the end of the day that tweets just showing us all the good stuff that Trump's doing. That what what good you know like, you know he's trying to point out all the bad stuff, but it's like no, like you're right, like you know he he maybe came out of the campaign. He's got less money to spend on the campaign now because he's giving to the people of East Palestine. Exactly. It doesn't matter. The net result is the same. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, like it, but but again, that's what's so wild about this world we live in. That's what's wild about New America in 2023 is <laughs> the net result is the same. This is the truth. The truth is right here. And 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 they say no, it doesn't matter. You know, the oh. sky is uh, is not blue. It's a different color. How dare you care for people that are in need? Yeah. It, it's like, As Jackie says, like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. I mean, you just, yeah. you literally can't win these days. That's why, that's why, I, <coughs> excuse me, I can't stop coughing today. That's why I think it's so important that people understand, y'all, stand up for what you stand up for. Believe what you believe. Try and be kind about it. But at the end of the day, understand that the other side is not going to meet you where you are. There's not going to be any conversation. So in this case, if you think the right thing is to do this, the right thing is to bring supplies and to show up, which in this case it is, then just do it. You're going to get ridiculed. You're going to get raked over the coals for it. I mean, I, it would be, it would have probably been the same thing if Elon Musk, you know, or I mean, like, remember in Ukraine, Elon Musk was giving free internet and then he pulled it. And they're like, how dare he pull the internet from the Ukrainians? It was costing him like $12 million a day right. to do it. And he did it for, I can't remember how long, it was like a month a or two. A long time. It was, it was a long time. And it's like, I just can't do this. The government needs to step up and help with this, but they're saying no, so I have to pull out. And it's like, and they're like, how dare he? Like, well, okay, do you have the money to do that? No, so shut up. Like, yeah. like, it's just... Exactly. You step up. You go ahead and give me your $12 million. Yeah, it's... yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Here's here's what I think is interesting about all of this. One, he showed up. He, he he literally, in this case, showed up. He did more than show up, but he showed up, which was what was needed. And some people could say, well, he showed up too late. Well, he's not the president. He's not in charge of one of these organizations. He was probably sitting there waiting. And he's, he, probably had, <laughs> he probably had someone on his team going, we got to go. He's like, no, let's wait. Let's wait to see what they do. Let's wait. Let's wait. Okay, now let's go. You know, because right. uh, clearly they're not showing up. And, may, and who knows? Maybe he knew that Biden was going to Ukraine, Ukraine, and that's why they did it. That's why they did it on that day. And the touche way to play the game. He's just playing the game like every other politician does. And if and if that's what he was waiting for, then all right, cool. But it's but hey, I, if I was in his shoes, I would have waited too. No, no, no. The U.S. government's gonna show up. Like, let's wait. Well, and here's <laughs> you know? what's telling. Look, th this is you know I think you could argue this is one of the reasons there's been no support for it. I, I we we. We can't make that statement with with certainty, but it's a com it's a community that is a red voting ninety percent red voting community, and Joe Biden gets no excitement anywhere. Anywhere he goes, it doesn't matter. It could be a liberal hellhole city, which there's lots of in America these days. There's never any excitement. Look at the excitement as Trump shows up in East Palestine, Ohio. And the He's here. There's excitement there. There's lots of other clips. We're probably going to have to skip some because we're running behind. There's lots of other clips of that showing. And it's it's not like, you know, I'm going to get this footage. It's like there's genuine like goosebump excitement in these people.
And the reason is, is because he pays attention to the American people. And again, is he a blue collar person? No, he's not. He's not. He's not. You couldn't argue he's a blue collar person if your life depended on it. But he resonates with them. He talks to them. Hardworking blue collar white middle class Americans do not fit in any category whatsoever for the Democrat Party as far as their membership goes. They're they're ostracized. They're ostracized. Democrats have positioned themselves as the party of global elites. And what happens when you do that, and that's part of their plan, is they want to be in this global elite position, is you, and they want, make no mistake about it, they want to get rid of the middle class. We talk about that all the time. But what happens when you do that and you position yourself here is you, you, you wipe out the middle class. You wipe out the blue-collar workers. You drive a further wedge in society. And the Democrats hate this. The enthusiasm that people in East Palestine or anywhere Trump has gone for that matter scares the hell out of them. That is why that is why what happened in 2020 happened. That is why what what may happen moving forward is going to happen is because they're terrified of this man. And Biden sent a clear message to them. We talked about that earlier this week. By ignoring their distress, this tragic, awful situation that they're going through and will go through by the way for a long time he abandoned them and went to ukraine to meet with Zelensky. here's another just quick clip well we got stuff going here where you can see the excitement in the background but it's 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 a, just a different scene when this guy shows up and again i'll, I'll i pick on trump sometimes i think his personnel decisions suck I think the way that he's been going after Ron DeSantis is about as dumb as a move as you can do right now in his position and in the Republican Party. Whether you like DeSantis or you like Trump, whichever one you choose, it's a dumb move. He, he makes bad decisions. So do you. So do I. He's a human oh, being. He's a human being. Last time I checked. But he resonates with the people. He crushes that aspect of it. And, and, and he was asked... He was asked, what, you know, during some of those scenes you just saw there playing in B-roll, what would he have done for East Palestine if he were in office? Here was his response. If you were in office right now, what would you have done to help the people of East Palestine? FEMA would have been here a long time ago. What do you think they waited, Mr. Trump? Do you think it had to do with they the fact me when they I waited came for you? Thank you, sir. When Thank I came, everybody you decided know. to come, right? You know that. Nice to see you. Have a good time. You look so great up there. Huh? Have fun, everybody. Thank you, Mr. Trump. A lot of progress being made. Mayor's doing a great job. All right. And I believe it, right? Look, there, there's people, oh, he didn't respond quick enough to this or Hurricane Maria or this thing. Yo, there, name one perfect politician, president or otherwise, over our history. You're not going to find one. If you can find one, you're dumber than I thought you were. You're not going to find it. But FEMA should have been there a long time ago. And, and, and frankly, that's more of a Mike DeWine, who's supposedly a Republican in Ohio. That's more his fault. It's up to the governor of the state to ask for FEMA assistance. And for some reason, this rhino of a governor has downplayed the whole derailment, signed off on the, the detonation of the chemical mushroom cloud that's now plaguing this community, and then said, don't worry, you know, I see that it looks awful. We see that wildlife is dying, but it's fine. Go to your homes. Go back. You're good. And then he ran back to Columbus and, and hasn't cared. 
Well, I mean, and they had, it's not like it's like they had like a day or two. They knew that the pressure was building up. And so at that point, it's like, you know, just the same thing like in Florida. When a hurricane's coming and they can see that it's coming, they're already asking for aid four or five days, maybe a week out. Right. For, like, can we have FEMA on standby, please? Because this is going to hit and it's going to hit hard. And they do. So here it is. Even if it was just one, two days of notice, they could have been like, oh, hey, we need help. <laughs> like, I think we're going to need help. Right. Like, but, but nothing was done. Nothing was done. No, I mean, I like in, in my when he's up for reelection. Gosh, I guess I'm. I have to say this way: I'll be surprised if someone takes his seat, because I, you know, he's probably he's got something, you know, behind him. Someone behind him. They, that's probably going to keep him there. The governor. The You're governor saying DeWine? Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if someone replaces Sadly. him, I'll be surprised. Right, right. No, no, no. That's how the system works. The system takes care of its own. Yeah, 100%. Uh, let's skip some clips here because we're running out of time. We're going to do booze and uh, – excuse me. We're going to do meme-tastic over in booze and banter today. But, of course, it wouldn't be a Trump visit. And you know the left love this, but it wouldn't be a Trump visit without a stop at McDonald's, which, by the way, I was looking at clips last night of all of this, kind of getting some ideas for today's show, which bled into the morning. And I don't eat McDonald's that much because I think their food is trash in terms of the quality of their food. It, some of it tastes good. I've been wanting it so bad since looking at all these clips. And there's not even necessarily food in the clips. I just have wanted it. It's like I want a quarter pounder now. I want a Big Mac now. This was him, though, at McDonald's. Um, enjoy your meal. And we're going to get the meals for the fire department. Hello, everybody. What's your specialty today? How are you today? Nice to meet you. Hello, everybody. That's a nice, beautiful-looking group of people. So I know this menu better than you do. Okay? I probably know it better than anybody in here. Uh, we're going to take care of the fire department. Okay. We're going to take care of the police department. And what we do is all the people that are eating. Right I'm now. the owner, Mr. Tr Mr. Oh, President. How are you? I don't have to give him. That's right. That's a good one to own, right? Yes, it is. One of the best. So we're going to take care of your fire police. Plus the people that are in here, they're going to get a nice free meal. All right? Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Nice. Good one, huh? Yes, it's very my first store. Oh, really? Yeah. How many do you have? I have eight stores. Whoa. Uh, is, he a good, is he a good boss? He's a wonderful boss. <laughs> so we'll take care of everything. We appreciate it. Knock it out fast for us, okay? We'll try. We'll be eating it on the plane back. Thank you, everybody. Have a good time, okay? I'm glad you came down. Thanks for stopping here. We're happy you came down here to visit us. Thank you. Great honor. We appreciate it. Eight stores. Why are you visiting today? Huh? Why are you visiting today? Well, we brought a lot of people with us, and more importantly, we brought the federal government with us because uh, when they heard I was coming, they all came. They weren't going to come. They were going to leave you abandoned, and now they're not. Uh, the owner over here, he saw that. I helped out all the responders and everything the yeah. first week. I was out here making egg McMuffins myself yeah. Saturday morning. You did a good with job. These guys. He, he did so. a good job. So give us a nice array of stuff. Take care of the people, and I'll see you later, okay? Thank you, so Thank you all. Thank Can you I get a picture much. with you? What do you yeah, think about go. what's going on in East Palestine? Get a Palestine. picture, please. Sir, what do you think about what's going on here in East Palestine? President Trump, what do you think about Biden going to Ukraine coming here? Well, I think he should come here. Stevie, come here. I think he should come here. Come here. Oh, God. Come on. take a picture of mine. No, it's not. I got it. He chose to. I got it, brother. President Trump, do you think the water's safe? It will be safe. It will be safe soon because FEMA's now coming in. FEMA was not coming, now they're coming in. Uh, and it will be safe. My mom loves you. 
<laughs> All right, so uh, Dustin Trump said I'm coming. Everyone else said so are we. Exactly. You know, he set the charge there, and he 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 said it there, and it's true. But once again, <clears throat> in this scene and a lot of the other scenes that we showed as B-roll and or some of them with audio, his authenticity is on full display. You would never see, and you don't see, Joe Biden or Pete Buttigieg or any of these people do this. And specifically, you would never see them in a McDonald's. They would never be seen there. But authenticity is what Trump possesses that every single cabinet member and staff member of the Biden regime does not have. Nobody in this current administration, nobody in the White House or any of the organizations or, or various departments underneath him are authentic. They just aren't. How many times have we heard, I mean, you look at it. You look at Joe and you look at all these people, but, 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 but Joe is a prime example. When, when have they gone and spoken to an audience where they don't pander? Pander to the specific audience, whether it's a black audience, a Latino audience, a a female audience, of this whatever the audience might be, he, they do he he does it and they do it without fail. Tells a story about how he's one of them when he's clearly not. But this is, I think, where they're making mistakes. They make a lot of mistakes, but this is where they're making mistakes right now. The elitists, in particular, they believe that the working-class, blue-collar family, that portion of our population in America, is so ignorant that they can't see through this commie facade that these guys put up. But the truth is, the middle class in America, they may not, according to the elites, they may not have book smarts, but man, do they have street smarts. And they can spot a fraud, like all of these career politicians are, a mile away. A mile away. All right, folks, we've run a little bit late. We appreciate all of you guys being here. It's been a fun episode. There's been a lot to cram in there. <clears throat> so thank you for stopping by. Whether you're on Facebook, YouTube, Getter, Twitter, Rumble, wherever you are, please hit that Rockfin. like button. Rockfin. You name it. Probably 10 other places, too. It keeps expanding where this is going. Please hit that like button, that positive button. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel or the page, depending on where you are. We're going to head over to Booze and Banter. We're going to head over to Red Voice Media for Booze and Banter. You can go to redvoicemedia.com, go to premium, or go to redvoicemedia.com forward slash Drew Crew and, and sign up. You can try it for a dollar. Come, we're going to do another hour of the show. Get yourself a drink, bring some questions. Let's get over there. Let's have some fun. If you can't make it for some reason, we'll see you next week. Be safe. Be smart. Be free. You've just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com. We're clear. Um, I got it.